0: Welcome to House Common Blood, where strangers are family. Every episode may contain graphic content, such as copious amounts of blood, unnecessary cursing, death of all ages, infantile to immortal, fantasy drug use, nudity, and perhaps mentions of sex, and sound effects of various qualities. We cannot stress enough that this is mature content. With the tall thieves, You have been warned. Master, this all sounds really scary.
1: As you're walking along, you do see a person with a uh, brown badger-like uh, tattoo on his arm give you a nasty look. His eyes widen, then he runs away into the alley. That's what you see. What do you guys do?
2: Cobalt. Man, run real fast. You want to run real fast?
0: Cobalt can try.
2: <laughs> well, we got two choices. That mean, that man that just gave us that dirty look. We could follow him. He looks like he might know something. Or we can see what's intriguing about why they're putting all these jackets for this old man. Uh. <laughs>
0: like I hurt Cobalt if he let co- if he let man run.
2: <laughs> so no to the chasing the man. We don't want to go fast.
1: No, he 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 was implying to the opposite.
2: Put on <laughs> your speed boots. He... We're going for a chase.
1: So are you guys familiar with the skill challenges? No. In what regard? Um, it was a four E type of uh, mechanic that I I can't remember five E picked it up, but uh, it was uh, one of the few gems hidden within that edition. Uh, skill challenges are when you use your uh, secondary uh, skills, such as persuasion, performance, uh, all those. And for me specifically, you could even use, like, say, unarmed strike or, like, any weapon you have. Uh, the Essentially, it's a cinematic scene where I give you guys an amount of times you succeed or fail for an outcome for how the cinematic goes. And you guys use your secondary skills to... Basically, make a action or a move during this chase. If you succeed in this uh, regard, chasing him, you get closer. If you fail, you start to lag behind. And depending on how many successes and failures you get, two different outcomes. Now, the only stipulations are that uh, you can't use a secondary skill twice. And you can't use a secondary skill that the previous person before you used. Simple enough? Okay follow me, Dust? Uh, I like the chasing. Alright. So, you don't have to look specifically at your secondary skills to uh, tell me what you do. I will... Basically, like, when you're doing anything in this game, I'll just tell you what kind of rule to make. But uh, what I need you guys to do is uh, remind... Or, you know, keep each other honest about, you know, if the last person did the same check or, uh, you know, something along those lines.
2: Well, if we roll um, it, we'll be able to see it
1: yep so you know just keep me honest while i'm doing this um first off everyone roll for initiative really quick this is just keep everyone in order oh all right so it's fairly easy to remember so it's gonna be bad guy dust and kobold going back and forth so uh specifically the guy doesn't do anything unless you guys fail so so far you guys see him go down an alley and uh As he, uh, uh, goes in the shadows and takes, like, a quick left, as you guys were deciding what would be the best course of action, he managed to get ahead on you. Um, if you guys were to follow him down the alley, you'll see, like, uh, you don't exactly know where he is. So you can decide to go left, right, or, you know, try to investigate where he went.
2: How close are the buildings together, and are they climbable?
1: Um... Right now, through the alleyway, yes, it is climbable. If you want to do, like, uh, the ninja warrior kind of thing where, you know, you grab the walls and try to hop up, hop up, hop up, you can easily do that.
2: Mm -hmm, To try to get onto the roof.
1: Yep. So, um, if you want, you can uh, try to uh, climb. And I think I would associate that with uh, acrobatics. So, make an acrobatics roll for me. Oh, by the way, it'd be a DC uh, 12. What did you roll?
2: 11.
1: Okay. So, uh, is he helped at all by the fact that he has a climbing speed? Climb speed? I'll give you advantage on the roll. Make uh, one more roll. Yeah, you easily make it. Thank you for reminding me about that. Um, as he uh, is climbing up, uh, you do see the man in the distance. It looks like he's about two blocks away from a bird's eye view. And you basically see he took a left, straight forward, then a right, and he keeps running. Ooh, Cobalt. What do you do during this entire thing? You see your friend going up. The other guy made a sharp left and, uh, disappeared. What are you doing?
3: Um, uh, since, uh, uh, Cobalt does not have the, uh, the same amount of confidence to, like, uh, just start climbing these very big buildings, uh, he's going to start running to the left where he thought that he saw him going. <laughs> Alright, then, uh, what do you do after that?
1: After, uh, making a left? Um... It was like Because like presumably he doesn't
3: see him even as he's turning left, right?
1: Yes, he doesn't see him anymore, but you see like uh, people walking down the streets, a few vendors trying to uh, sell some uh, groceries, and uh, if you want, you can uh, look for uh, any tracks where he was going, or you know, you can uh, say, uh, let's see, what else could you actually do? You could uh, question people along the way. There's a, a myriad of things you could do. So just tell me what kind of action Cobalt would do. Um,
3: Cobalt, uh, yeah, if Cobalt doesn't see him, like, uh, Cobalt starts, uh, uh, Cobalt will try to see if, um, you know what, he's gonna see if he, like, maybe this guy stank enough to where, like, maybe he could, like, actually smell where he went. Okay. (laughs) Like, maybe he hasn't Um, bathed.
1: (laughs) You can choose whether it's an investigation check or a survival check.
3: I will do an investigation.
1: Alright. And, it. yep, you easily... Yeah, it seemed like uh, he peed himself, and you're following a trail of urine. <laughs> Good job. Um, you uh, you basically... <laughs> uh, Dust, as you're uh, looking out on top of the building, you actually uh, see Cobalt is already on the way, falling exactly where he went with, like, sublime sense for where he's going. And you're just watching a little slack jot as he's making the same moves, like the exact same moves as uh, the person running away. Basically, whenever like uh, the guy trips, Cobalt also trips. Whenever he like uh, does like a little zigzag somewhere, like Cobalt also does a zigzag in the exact spot, almost mimicking exactly what the guy's doing. Um, since you guys didn't fail, he does get a turn, and he's starting to lag, and you guys are catching up. You guys just need uh, two more successes, or you guys have two successes, so uh, three more successes and you win. Uh, Three failures and you guys lose. Uh, What do you do, Dust?
2: Do I still see him?
1: Yes, you see him in the distance, but he's nearly out of eyesight from where you are on top of the building.
2: Are there any buildings on the way to him?
1: Uh, Yes, if you uh, look at the map really quick, um, you can see that you are right in Central Hub right here and uh all these buildings connect together since it's a slum and you see that he's going right about here so from distance you could see that he's about uh 120 feet away basically
2: uh, how far would that jump be to the building in front
1: towards okay. him let me uh check really quick all right and you said uh towards him like uh from here to here yeah Oof. 30. um that's that looks about like a 15 foot jump and uh if I remember correctly a, a long jump is uh 10 plus your uh, modifier to your uh um uh, uh strength right so it's like uh plus one would be 11 feet plus two 12 feet is that right mega uh
3: for a long jump uh yeah, it is actually if you if you have a if you have a 10 foot going start uh you can have a long jump uh, equal to your strength modifier or excuse me, your strength score Excuse
1: me. Oh, okay. Okay. So if he, ha- yeah, I remember there being a run up. So it, it's basically equal exactly to what strength modifier is. So if he has 11, your, it'd your be 11. Score. Feet. Yeah. Yeah. So if he yeah. had 11 strength, that mm-hmm. would be 11 feet. Yes. Right. Um, totally.
3: uh, but you can make an athletic, like the DM and the DMs choosing, they can make an athletics sco- uh, check to see if they can, uh, get a little bit further than that.
1: All right. Dusk, so, uh, tell me, um, uh, what's your strength score? So I have a good gauge. Eight. Eight. So the remainder. Yeah. So you you would have a little bit of a tricky dicky way of doing that. That's seven additional feet. So here's what I'm willing to say. Do you have proficiency in athletics? No. Oof-da. Does it uh, look you...
2: too scary for me to jump?
1: A little bit. Um well I'll say this. You can roll at a disadvantage if you get ten or higher. I will allow it to go sound fair it's like uh, how do you think feline agility would affect this roll? oh yeah <laughs> yes like, feline like... agility that doubles it all right here's while, uh, here's a rule roll, uh ruling I'm gonna allow from uh, now on if you uh want to use feline agility you can double a uh you know a jump or a long jump or you know a standing jump but you' would have to sacrifice just like in feline agility you know movement on your next turn to uh use it again so with feline agility that'd be eight twice so i'll say uh vantage if you were to run 10 feet all right all right let's
2: hope my kitty claws and my kitty legs help right, a strength check. A
1: um uh, e- yes it'd be an athletic strength check oh thank god <laughs> you nearly biffed um You uh, make a running start and you do the Thomas train. I think I can do it, I think I can do it, I think I can do it. You start doing the jumping and going, no I can't, I can't do it, I can't do it. And as you're flying along, you know, you have like uh, the windmill of the arms as you're trying to, you know, get yourself closer and eventually you barely grab onto the ledge as you uh, jump across. And that is another success as you make it closer. All right, what does Cobalt do? You are catching up and you're hot on his trail. It's the classic movie montage where like a police officer's chasing like a criminal. But, you know, as they're running along, they're shortly behind.
3: So like, yeah, so about how
1: close uh, would you um, say? I would say about 60 feet. Like you, you're you really okay, catching cool. up to him.
3: Okay, cool. So Cobalt is going to see if he can ray a frost at the feet to see if he can try to make him trip.
1: Yep. And, and okay. So uh, that's uh, rolling with a uh, against the AC. Is that correct?
3: like uh i'm not sure how you want to do it in this situation i could just roll it arcana check uh, yeah yeah
1: Yeah, if you want to use a skill check
3: we'll use arcana
1: (laughs) yeah just like uh if a warrior were to use you know like um his weapon like unarmed strike i would actually have him use unarmed strike as like a secondary ability makeshift but since you're using the spell i'm gonna allow it as arcana
3: i mean the the role ends up
1: being the same either way but yeah uh, Basically, that's how I want justified, so you can't use uh, a spell again <laughs> during this. Yeah, you uh, freeze his legs, and let's see. So we had uh, four checks so far. His legs are frozen, and just to finish it off, uh, Dust, what do you do as his feet are stuck to the ground?
2: I'm on top of the building. Do I s- Are there a lot of people around him, or is it just him?
1: There is a fair amount of people happening happening people are making their commutes to uh their various jobs and again there's like random vendors selling like a fish or a fruit do i see
2: him with any weapons like yes on his clothing
1: yes and he's using dagger chip off like the frost from his legs
2: free weapons and a gold piece to whoever grabs his dagger
1: Uh, persuasion with advantage holy shit uh natural 20. Uh, no, that so wasn't a natural this is the 20. way i ambition it it wasn't oh on natural 20 close enough though um so let's do this from beginning to end so what we see is you guys walking downtown then a guy basically walks out of alley stops wide-eyed pisses himself slightly then runs away you guys discuss what kind of options you should take, eventually deciding, all right, we got to chase him. Then he gets a 120-foot lead on you while you guys are chippering about. Firstly, Dust goes on the wall and goes up, American, uh, ni- or what was it, uh, Ninja Warrior style. Both arms and legs on each side of the wall in the alley, jumping up until you reach the top. Then you see him in the distance, and we see Cobalt falling him by the smell of a stinky urine. And he follows the traces as he's uh going along, mimicking uh the chase exactly. Then we see dust as he uh does a long leap across the building. We see the light like black out and foreshadow dust. Then eventually like the gleam of light basically passes through you as you like grab onto the ledge and crawl yourself up. Then we see Cobalt. Uh what kind of focus do you have again, Mega?
3: Um, in the case of Ray of Frost, he doesn't actually need a focus, uh, but
1: as you recall, he doesn't have his focus. <laughs> okay, so I imagine it comes out of your claws. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you see like a uh, hoarfrost go around uh, Cobalt's hand as a freezing ray comes out and hits a guy on his feet and legs. The guy starts chipping away at the um, ice, and then we see dust again I would assume a little cross armed looking down at the situation. Then, Cobalt, you hear an echo of an announcement go by. Three gold to anyone who grabs the dagger from the guy's hand. And I assume with a little bit of showmanship, you let like a couple copper pieces like uh, rain down dust.
2: Mm hmm. Yeah. I throw one gold in there.
1: Yep. So it basically reigns Assassin's Creed style and beggars start grabbing the coins really quick then realize you're talking real shit and you see a crowd of people like go on this uh, gang guy and uh, grab his uh, dagger but the force of the crowd pushes him at a weird angle where his feet are frozen and his ankles... And legs go at different directions as, like, the force of the crowd pushed him on the ground while keeping his feet upward. Congratulations, the man's crippled, and that's oh the end God. of the skill challenge. Yeah, woo woo. <laughs> that's the end of the skill challenge. What do you guys think of that? I I, I always love those things. That
2: was really fun because you couldn't use two things in a row, so I really had to think for that last part.
1: Mm-hmm. That's why yeah, I love.
3: The first first cobalt accidentally kills a man and now he's crippled another
1: (laughs) yeah he's on a murderous streak and i freaking love it um good show boys good show what do you guys do to the incapacitated guy as the guards are coming by and trying to split up the crowd you know just going the typical all right carry on carry on and uh getting people to uh make a little bit room for you know outside travelers and tourists
2: are the guards far enough away to perhaps have a quick conversation with him
1: Absolutely. You actually uh, see one guard in particular. Seems a couple ranks above as a uh, patrol officer, and uh, I'd say a a feature about the man is uh, he has brown eyes, a little shaggy hair that's a bit unkempt, and he has thick knuckles. He's uh, holding a spear, using it as like a, basically a walking stick, and says, "Right, what you want?"
2: Oh, to the guards? Oh, we're talking to the guards now. Oh, shit.
1: Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I thought you said you wanted to talk to the guards.
2: Oh, no, to the uh, crippled dude.
1: Alright, fuck it. I'm still gonna have you talk to the guards. So, the guy's walking about going, alright, what's this about free money? Oh,
2: this man over here took my
1: dog's collar, and I'm just trying to retrieve it back. Roll with advantage. <laughs> Persuasion, please. Yeah, you, you got it. Uh, he He's a dog person. He, uh, looks and goes, Alright then! And actually, he helps you guys out. He walks up to him and goes, Oh, one well, from Wild Ones, huh? And gives him a slight kick. Alright, what's this about stealing dog's collar? Come on. Fess up. And do you guys say anything else as he's trying to figure out what the fuck happened to the collar?
2: I just start petting my, my little, uh, doggy, waiting for him to answer.
1: <laughs> the guy's, uh, giving him slight kicks. Uh, the guy is incredibly scared. Um, You guys have passive of 13, right? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Make a perception check, please. No advantage. Yep. What about kobold? It was about to click the wrong thing. Yeah, he just seems scared of you guys. And uh, the guy is going, all right, then. Come on. Call her. Cough it up. And uh, the guy's on the ground just going, I can't feel my feet. And the guy gives him another kick, going, Alright, I don't care about that, you sold collar, come on, fess it up. And it seems like he is uncaring about the grievous injury you guys have caused to him. With the obvious evidence of, you know, magic at work that kept the feet frozen. Seems like he's more preoccupied trying to get the collar for you. Because he's a dog lover. But do you guys ask any questions? As uh, he's uh, basically giving him a few kicks, uh, making him talk about the collar
2: it seems like you had a rather troubling fall and the guard wants the collar and i think that might be able to help fix your feet
1: and the guy stutters going uh but 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 and uh, the guy gives him a kick all right if you ain't gonna cough it up i suppose you're gonna spend some time in the cella is that what you really want and the guy goes no 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 and he goes well tell us what the collar is come on buddy anything else you guys ask before he, he seems intent on like Putting this guy in jail.
2: I would like to ask the guard, you know, we definitely need to find this collar. It's very important to my dog, and I see you, you know, you seem to have a liking in my
1: dog. You want to give him a pet, see how good he is? And uh, he looks at uh, the dog and (laughs) the kobold and just goes, I haven't seen dogs like that. Must be a rare breed. And uh, he goes up, gives him a pet, and goes, "Uh, What kind of collar are you looking for? Can you uh, tell me exactly what it looks like?
2: Well, can dogs talk, or would that scare him?
1: <laughs> it depends. Do you want to talk to him, Cobalt?
2: Well, Cole, uh, Cobalt, I want to whisper in your ear before you might scare the guy, and see if you can make an illusion of my voice telling him where you, what your collar looks like.
3: <laughs> so, I guess like, uh, like, are you, like, are you, are you actually like whispering this in Cobalt's ear? <laughs>
2: Yeah, as I'm giving uh, you a little, like, you know, scratch around the ear, gave you a kiss on the cheek as I whisper, um, if you can make my voice, uh, make my voice, tell him where the collar is. So the cat kisses
1: the like. dog. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's
1: a, it's a middle collar, shiny blue gem in the middle, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, um, uh, uh, I might have seen such a thing. He just uh, thinks about it. I think, uh, I think I have seen that uh the Bleam Barrel if I remember right. Oh well, might have. Hmm. Some Kaffa might have had it. I, I remember seeing such a thing. It, that's what the guard actually says to you guys as he's uh petting Cobalt. he's going, yeah, uh, it's really it's really unfortunate that uh some Kaffa decided to steal poor dog's collar. I'm not, I'm not I'm not for that.
3: Starts exactly. starts like uh doing the leg thing again.
1: <laughs> yeah. And he goes, Oh, such good dog. And, uh, you know, does, uh, scratch behind the ear. And, uh, goes to he's actually He's the best dog him.
2: ever! No, he's yeah. the best dog ever. We need to find his collar. Would you be willing to, you know, help us find the bleeding barrel and find the dog's collar? And then look at, at him you. with crying eyes.
1: He looks at you. You don't even need to make a persuasion check. The guy just goes, boy, it is my duty to make sure that these citizens are safe. And if you think that I'm willing to abandon my position- just to help you? Well, you're absolutely right. Nothing more poor than a dog without his collar. I'll make sure to help. And uh, he basically like uh, orders around a few of the other guards and goes, Oh, yeah, take that little fucker away. And uh, points at the guy at the ground. So, and they basically cut off like uh, the ice connected to the ground. And as they stand him up, they both carry him like shoulder to shoulder with the arms around them. And uh, you see that his feet are at a 50 degree angle. They're pretty fucked.
2: Wait, before you take him and go, let us definitely check his pockets. Make sure he didn't, you know, have a similar looking collar that you might have saw.
1: Um, they check the pockets and they only find, like, a couple, like, you know, bronze pieces along with his uh, dagger and goes, No collar here!
2: Do they throw him on the ground?
1: Uh, they actually pocket it. <laughs> the, the, gu- the guards are not the most clean. <laughs> I don't know what you expected there. <laughs> yeah. Like they're they're getting their tip for a hard day's work. Same as the uh, item
2: that he might have dropped.
1: N- they don't. They're pre- they're as stingy as uh, coal beard from Clearwater Sailing. Like it seems everyone is driven by greed in this uh, port city. So uh, the guard, uh, I won't exactly say the guard captain, but you know the guard officer looks at you guys and goes, uh, all, right, "All right, then." Uh holds out his hand, and goes, uh, "Fallon." Nice to meet you. Shakes your hand. You me. my name is Dust. Oh, Dust, yeah, I heard about you. You're doing a good work around here with the orphanage and that. And uh, give me a strength check to see how firm your grip is. Yep. He respects your grip, but his is obviously superior. He got an at 20 on a handshake. You you feel like he's a trustworthy old man from a handshake alone. Tells a lot about a person's character. He uh, shakes your hand, his... Uh, little ring with a uh, like I would say a jade gem is in it so it's like a greenish he gives you a firm handshake and goes yeah it's so nice to meet you Dust I've heard all about you I made sure to put extra guards at night to keep your uh, orphanage safe
2: I really do appreciate it these kids are my life and I motion for my doggy to do a little handshake
1: he he does (laughs) a classic open palm like right, you ready to shake hands
3: Puts up, a, puts up a clawed hand and kind of, like, bats
1: it. Yeah, and, uh, you know, does, like, a little nice shake and goes, Nice to meet you. Uh, you said his name's Cobalt?
2: Mm-hmm. His name's Cobalt. He's a very rare breed. Yep,
1: yeah, and he looks, uh, kneels down to you and goes, uh, Nice to meet you, brother. And uh, just uh, gives you a little scratch and goes, Oh, who's a good boy? <laughs> yeah, and sta- it stands back up. <laughs> And he just goes, uh, yeah, I uh, make sure to put a little little extra gods during the night when the demons come about. Can't have children getting hurt around these times. And uh, leads forward, you guys are walking talking like you'd see in uh, any kind of movie. Um, He is going down a few alleys, uh, going down a few regular streets. It seems like people part away from him. There seems to be a deal of respect and fear for this person. So uh, you ask him any questions along the way? Or are you just uh, kicking shit?
2: Definitely ask him about, have you seen, um, have, uh, have you ran into a numb tongue incident, really?
1: He stops and goes, why, well, you know anything about num-tongue?
2: I've heard some of the gangs out here working along with it, and they're trying to use my kids to be mules for them. It disgusts me.
1: And, uh, he starts to grimace. And you said you have a passive of 13, right? Mm-hmm. Alright. He starts to, uh, grimace at you. And... He just shakes his head and goes, "I ain't right. That, that ain't right. And he, as you guys are walking around, and he goes, don't worry. I'm trying to clean up the streets the best I can. The moment I see numb tongue. And as you guys are walking past an alley, you guys see a trade. And he stops and he gives a slow turn of the head. And the guys doing a deal in the streets. It's obvious that um, they're passing a little bit of the said truck. You see like a, uh, it looks like a gum. Like a white gum with a purple, like, uh, inside. Uh, what, what the hell is that called? You guys ever seen that old person taffy? Not the good taffy. I'm talking like the block taffy. It looks, yeah, it looks like that. It looks like the old, old person block kind of taffy with a uh, purple inside and a white grayish outside. And, uh, they both look at him and both of you give me a perception check. My Lord dust. You don't see it. Cobalt, you do. The guy's movement is fast as a blur. A trained throw. And you see a spear suddenly appear before the two people. And he starts walking up. Both of them like a little shaky at the knees. They know exactly who Fallon is. And he walks up, holds out his hand, goes, All right, boys, hand it. And they... Look at it. One quickly eats it, the other one, like, uh, hands it over. And before he has a chance to swallow, Fallon gives a quick hit right in the guy's stomach and holds out his hand as, like, spittle in the gum pops out of his mouth and goes, All right, then, I see how it goes. And uh, holds them both up by the scruffle and uh, drags them out. And he makes a yell and he's like, All right. Was nearest one, and uh, you see like a uh, one of the guys on patrol. Another guard uh, comes over, and I need to specify what kind of uniform these guys are wearing. It looks up uh, black with like a uh, blue trimming, and uh, it the the insignia for it looks like a European crest that you'd see if you understand what I mean. Like it kind of looks like a, a three-petaled flower with a uh, spiky bottom. And it's, uh, highlighted in blue. And the guys are coming over with, like, uh, iron helmets that kind of cast a shade over the eyes. One which, uh, Fallon doesn't have to show his rank. And, uh, he hands over, uh, the two boys and says, Alright, tongue, make sure to take these boys away, put them in the brick, make sure they know what they did is wrong. And, uh, they start dragging away the boys and looks at you guys and goes, Sorry about that. Uh, you were saying? I want you to imagine, like, when the spear was thrown, like... Because Cobalt saw it
3: just like, uh, uh, like, like, it's like, uh, actually like hid behind
1: um, uh, dust legs, like, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. scared shitless. It was a trained throw. Dust, you didn't even see it happen. You just saw like the spear go in front of the boys, but you never seen it leave his hands, even though you're right next to him. It was trained, efficient, and fast.
2: Well, I do trust you to keep these streets clean. I appreciate it.
1: Right. I do my best. I do my best. Can't be having the boys or the young men, even the women, doing shit for this stuff. You ever you, you ever hear what happens to people that take these things? As they're going along, you guys just see, again, like, random things throughout the street. Like, uh, two old crones speaking to one another about, you know, the daily gossip that's happened today. Kids playing around the street, and a few homeless people, you know, begging for change. And uh, you see the guard uh, look at you know, uh, the homeless people and drop a few copper into, uh, their cup and tell them, all right, don't be spending on numtongue. Uh, that shit, it rots you to the bone. It, t- it recedes the gums. Then he, uh, shows, bears his teeth a little bit, showing his white pearls and goes, yeah, uh, he'll recede the gums until all of them drop out. I typically don't hand out a little bit of charity for people without, uh, teeth now. And, uh, you look at the homeless person. He has, like, full teeth. Like, granted, like, maybe one or two are out. And same with, uh, Fallon. Like, uh, one of his teeth are missing, but it looks like he has, a, uh, an iron tooth or a silver tooth to replace it. So he has one discolored tooth in his mouth. and the strong he, gums. Yeah, strong gums. It doesn't look like he tests this stuff out. And he goes, uh, it, the best way to tell is, uh, by the fingernails. And, uh, he shows you his hand and, uh, goes deep in explanation just saying yeah uh, when people try out this uh, numb tongue it usually uh reduces the warmth it makes you feel like a corpse so if you see a little purple on the tips especially on the fingernail is permanently dyed even if the hand feels warm it looks different from bruising which is dark blue can be light blue sometimes purple but this is a bright purple that uh happens right underneath the finger uh fingertips and on the fingernails. And he, uh, as you guys are nearing the bleeding barrel, he just says that stuff uh, makes you see an entirely different world. From what I've heard from the people that we've rested, it gives you the highest euphoria, but it makes you trip a bit. And uh, he just looks around and says, yeah, they say you see animal, people, the world's different. But the weirdest thing is when you see someone eat it, They vanish like a phantom and opens the door, basically offering you guys to go in first. Uh, He opens up the door. Uh, Do you have any more questions for Fallon before you walk in?
2: Let's definitely try to find this caller.
1: Right. I can't imagine anything more uh, preferable. And uh, opens up the door. I assume you guys go in.
2: I hold it open for him so he can take the first step.
1: All right. Uh, You take the door away from him when he was holding it open. and goes, all right, right. And walks in. Uh, just beckoning, <laughs> Cold bowl, like a dog. Alright, here boy. And then gives you a sharp whistle. It just like scurries in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, as you guys walk in, you see like a, uh, you know, when you go into uh, those shitty bars back in 1920s, uh, there's a cloud of smoke from uh, people, you know, enjoying a lot of different tobaccos. Uh this tobacco is like a uh, bluish in a sense and they have their own like uh Native American uh rollies back in the day. If you understand what I mean, no filter, just like a pure pure paper blue tobacco. And uh the air is a blue tint and you look around, there's various races. It seems like uh, even though there's racism like uh, prudent in this town it seems like there's accommodations for many species so long as they n- understand how to follow the law such as uh, goblins you see uh orcs um elves uh assortment of races talking together you know uh, mixed talks like you see them like uh different species at one table kind of like uh, how you imagine the star two regular adventure party and one in particular, since you guys have passive of 13, you see um, a hooded figure about the size of a gnome talking to a familiar cat. You see Jacked talking. Other than that, what are you guys specifically looking for?
2: I definitely want to help him find his collar. Um, I don't want to alert too much attention of the um Guard, would you mind, you know, asking some of these people around? I feel if we spread out, we'll be able to get some more information.
1: All right, so he goes, right, and shouts to everyone. All right, everyone line up. I got a few questions to ask, bringing everyone's attention to you guys. And (laughs) you see, like, Jacked and what looks like to be goblin as, uh, you know, he looks at you. Uh, You see them both squint their eyes and try to uh, slink out. Um, you, the guard himself is going, right, right, talking to each person, first talks to the orc. Oh, uh, you seen a caller around these pots and... Well, I want to
2: tap him on his shoulder, and motion him just towards Jack. Hey, there's my friend over there. Maybe he could help us.
1: Right. uh, Hey, hey, friend. I might. go over here. And you see Jack just stop, give you a death glare, and just shake his head and say, Amateurs. And, uh, he starts walking up. Alright, what do you need?
2: You remember my doggie over here?
1: He's a dog now, huh? And looks down. Say woof. <laughs> Minor illusions. Woof. Really committed, aren't you? Alright. <clears throat> what are you, uh, Jack Wiggins doing this time?
2: We're looking for his collar. We got some tips that it might be here. We're also on a job. And I want to make sure that this is low enough to where the guard can't hear.
1: Remember, I remember. And he looks at him. Yeah, he did lose that collar. Alright. And uh he starts uh helping you guys out temporarily, you know, just uh talking around trying to see if he could find the collar. Just going up people going, Alright, you know anything about a collar? Then you see like uh, the guard too just asking around, All right, uh you seeing anything about a collar and uh, you know, Whenever Jack asks someone a question, they just, you know, look both ways and whisper something to him. While people who talk to the guard just, you know, usually repeat something along the lines of, I got nothing to say to the law. And, uh, likewise. So, uh, what exactly are you guys doing here again besides, uh, finding the collar, Weren't you guys, uh, trying to look for pirates?
2: Well, yes, I feel the collar might be important for him because he was freaking out so much about it. hmm But... I was wondering if Jack was talking to maybe someone we might be looking for. So is the person he was talking to still there?
1: Uh, He is doing like the classic Looney Tunes, like tiptoe towards the door, like trying to hide underneath the shadows, um, going towards the door. It's not that hard to see him.
2: I would like to just go up to him and say hi.
1: All right. So you just casually walk up to him. Uh, He uh, yelps "Huh!" and he looks at you and just goes. All right. Uh, what do you want?
2: Oh, I was just saying if you happen to have seen my uh, dog's collar, by chance.
1: That it? That
2: it. In it? You seem to be able to, you know, you seem, you had something to hide, so I just thought I'd give you a friendly hi, see if you might know anything.
1: Well, you give me a friendly hi. Flash a gold piece. Yeah. He, he just says, right, you give me a friendly hi, uh, make a reflex save.
2: Would that be Dex?
1: Alright, so you got a uh, 15 for your, uh, dex. Alright. So, uh, he goes, uh, well, you give me a friendly high. Tries to swipe it away, misses. Shrugs his shoulder and says, let me give you a friendly bye. And starts walking away.
2: Uh, flash a gold piece at him. Hey, I think you might have forgot something.
1: Uh, he just, like, uh, it, his shoulders go down and he just gives a deep breath. And he's like, fuck me and my greedy bitch self. And, uh, walks back. Alright, uh, wh- what do you want to know, bud? What do you want to know?
2: Why are you trying to get away? Is, is the, Do we intrude on something? You're talking to my friend Jack over there.
1: Right. So, think about it this way. I'm trying to have casual chat with an old friend. Then the fucking god comes in. How do you think I'm going to react?
2: Scared as always, but he's with us. You have no worries.
1: No. Oh. oh, so you're saying you're with the law then?
2: No, no. He just likes my dog. Very much. He's a dog person, as you can see. That's why he's helping us find the collie.
1: He looks at Bolt and goes, Doc. That's a dog. And just squints. Daring. Really curious, hang on. I'm gonna roll twenty. See if he actually believes that. No need for persuasion, I'm just curious what the hell? No, he doesn't buy it. He just looks at him, and goes Right, so you're passing off Cole Bolt as a Shay dog. Gotcha.
2: The guard oh. knows no better, thinks it's an exotic breed.
1: Piggies, They want the smartest ones in the box. I uh takes a gold coin from me and goes, Alright, what do you wanna know? Uh business?
2: Yes. What are you talking to Jax for? And do you have any information on this collar? And perhaps I'm sure you've heard of uh something running a little rampant on our streets called Numton.
1: Right. I'm familiar with it. Uh in fact, me and uh boys try to sell it, but Wild ones are getting a little too crazy with uh, taking over territories, taking over streets, been a little harder selling it, but his was. Now, uh, he rubs the coin a bit and goes, uh, Me and Jack, we, we, we were friends for a bit, and after his last job went a little bit uh, haywire, he ended up uh, having to leave for a bit. I call him back to this town, tell him a bit about why. It went haywire. And unfortunately for him, looks like wood traveled down the grapevine and he became a target for the Wild Ones. After that, ended up on an island from where I heard a couple bimbos with him, amateurs. Once he got back, got talking. And we've come to realize common enemy between us. Yeah.
2: So the Wild um, Ones, are they the ones with that... That fancy um
1: The badges. Yeah. With it. yeah, the badges. You see, we're cooler than them. And he rolls up his little goblin green skin and you see like a musical note as his tat. It's like, Yeah, I'm very proud of this one. You gotta make sure you know where you are. You with who you with.
2: Just add the notes real quick.
1: Mm-hmm. Um Anything else you'd like to uh, ask him? He he seems pretty reluctant on releasing the very important details about Jack. Just giving you the bare minimum since, you know, he paid him.
2: Well, I'm much, I'm kind of a musician myself. I love your uh, insignia over there. Uh, would you like to join me and Jack and catch up as old friends?
1: Right. Uh, no. Unfortunately, uh, the big man, uh, he doesn't like too much of that. As he uh, likes to say, a note can step down from the symphony. But never leaves the song. And he uh, just shakes his head. Big man's going to have my head if he knows I'm talking to Jack. I have to uh, make sure he knows where I've been this entire time. And he gives a slight wink. Anything more, fellas?
2: I'll make sure to see you around. And perhaps we'll become friends as well.
1: Right. If I'm doing my job, you won't. And he slinks away. And this time he melts with the shadows as he's leaving.
2: I go up to the guard and ask him if he has any... Any luck finding anything.
1: Right, so, uh... It seems like these... Uh, pirates... They ain't around anymore. It seems like, uh, they, they on a f- uh, voyage. And he looks towards the cat. You get the same idea? And then... the uh, Jack says... Yeah, I got the same idea. Right? So, it seems like they sailed away. You might be, uh... Up shit creek without a paddle, as they'd say. So... So, uh... It seems like they're on a voyage, but you don't know when they're going to return. And he says to you, Alright, so uh, if they come back, don't worry, we'll have their asses in a can. And Jack looks over and goes, Yeah, nothing will slip by us. And he looks like he's about to say something else, then looks towards the guard and goes, I will make sure that I keep a lookout. Try to make sure to keep the eyes and we's separate. And, uh, the guard goes, right, right, keep an eye out, uh, make sure to tell the guard if you see anything. Uh, you fellas need any more help? I, uh, need to get back to the patrol if, uh, I can.
2: I definitely want to, uh, reach out to shake his hand. Thank you for everything you've done for my orphanage. I really do respect it. Right, right. If you see right. me around, come by and say hi sometimes. Yeah, love the guards
1: absolutely uh, shakes both your hands and if this was a telltale game you would see like uh, you know Fallon will remember that and it seems like uh, you built a bit of connection with the guard. Good job. He uh, walks out says stay safe keep away from numtongue if anything happens make sure to tell me don't worry I've got your backs and uh, walks away. And Jack looks down at Cobalt are you still acting like a dog just out of curiosity? Like
3: during the, probably, like, during, like, all these exchanges, like, uh, Cobalt was, like, uh, uh, like, keeping an eye about, like, looking around, like, maybe even, like, literally being, like, a little ankle biter, just, like, giving people the once-over. Because, like, he, they were there to look for, look for people, so.
1: (laughs) So, uh, Jack looks down at you and goes, he's, he's gone. You don't have to keep acting like a dog, Cobalt. He's, like, looks up, like,
0: uh, people treat kobo better when he dog.
1: <laughs> yeah, it seems to be that way. Don't worry. Around the slums, uh, you'll get, you won't get too many strange looks. I mean, look around here. And he is right. There are, like, monsters and men walking together as one. Obviously, there's still racism, but isn't, like... It isn't, like, early 1900s, like, racism. So, you know, like, people are walking together, but it, it's not like people are being stoned to death or you know like killed for their species but you can still feel tension in the air if you know a couple a couple different uh species mix it's never a good thing for uh, some gangs uh so i personally want to know Cobalt, what is your character thinking throughout this entire process this goose chase since you know you went to the shipyard you've been walking around to chase someone you broke someone's ankles and you went to the Bleeding Barrel. What's going on in uh, your head? What are you thinking about?
3: Yeah, it's like, I feel like, uh, it's like, I feel like, uh, like Cobalt is like, just always like, uh, in two different minds. Cause like, he's, he's always like, he's always like keeping an eye out for that collar because it's like, very important to him. But then also having to like, uh, snap back to focus, like, like,
0: no, no, we're looking for pirates right now.
3: All right. <laughs> <or>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, so it's, it's like always up two minds. So it's like maybe a bit distracted, but trying his
1: best to focus. So, um, do you guys uh, leave uh, the tavern? You guys do any more investigation? Uh, you essentially talk to most of the people there, and you know what? Do me perception check.
2: Cobalt for sniffing them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord, soft twenty. You, uh, you smell the familiar uh, odor of urine again. And you see that again, there's a man with a badger tattoo on his uh, shoulder, or like more on the neck. And the guy's a bit bald and it looks like he's a bit of an orc. And he's been uh, staring daggers at you guys, but hasn't moved. A uh, couple kind of like,
3: like not letting his eye, taking his eyes off of him, just kind of like, uh, like, uh... is Dust wearing pants? I am wearing pants.
1: Oh, no that seems a bit sinful for a cat to wear pants but go on <laughs> <laughs> it's like
3: uh just like without taking his eyes off of the uh the orcish figure just like like uh, like uh, like stretches his hand out and kind of like tugs on Dust's pant
1: leg mm-hmm. do you guys leave him be talk to him what's going on
3: well i'm
2: waiting for see what cobalt says
1: oh all right yeah it's just uh yeah,
3: it's just like yeah like basically he's tugging on your pants trying to get your attention like a dog,
1: <laughs> you've been training him, man. He, he's, he's been listening to your commands.
2: <laughs> what is it, boy? What do you see? Oh
3: my God, so kind of like like uh, like points out the band staring
1: at them. As you point to him, he's like, All "Right, you're just gonna keep uh, looking over, painting painting a picture with your eyes." And he knocks on the table, dunk, dunk, dunk. Come on, come here.
2: Right, I tap Jack on the shoulder and see if he wants to come with.
1: And uh, he just gives, like, a, an, again, matching his stare in intensity. Right. All right. And he comes close, and uh, basically without even sitting down at the offered chairs, he looks down. What do you want? Right. So uh, your friend's coming along? And he looks at you two.
2: Yeah, we're all a group of friends over here.
1: Mm-hmm. He goes... All right, you got a uh, couple beans going down Thinking you can just walk in the place thinking you own it. All right, what's your business here?
2: I look over at Cobalt, look back at him. Looks like he's missing something.
1: Missing something, huh? And he looks down at the dog. I'm just going to roll. Hang on. <laughs> just to see if he thinks... No, he thinks it's a dog. He uh, <laughs> looks at you and goes, all right, dog, huh? Couple woofs this way, huh? And he looks back at you, Dusty, and goes, Why are you still here?
2: I'm sure you notice a dog without a collar really isn't it's for everyone, isn't it?
1: And I'm sure you notice, dead men tell no tales.
2: Well you seem pretty live to me.
1: Yeah. That seems to be the problem. And again, like you see like Jack like shaking a little bit with fury and he slams on the table. You have some nerve telling me what I can't and can't do. And you got some nerve thinking you can walk in the joint Acting like a living man, you know, you fucked up, you did, you have to pay for the consequences. And he looks at you two, and you two, you don't deserve to be walking, not after what you done. You see, my friend, he's the one who brought you out there. He hasn't come back. What the hell happened to him? I'm
2: sure you know of this fish, the anglers.
1: Yeah, I'm familiar with the mimics.
2: Sad to say, he wasn't the best salesman.
1: Damn it, faceless, and he shakes his head. And you guys realize something a bit iffy's happening. happening. Uh, the guy who brought you out there was a part of, say, uh, like Clearwater Sailing. This guy is a part of a different gang. Just to clarify a bit.
2: Right. So we should be dead, but we're alive. There must right. be a reason for it.
1: Right. And it looks down. Um, can one of you guys do a perception check for me? Either inside or regular perception. Either one works. Doesn't see anything.
3: Oh, did you want us both to roll?
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, you do perception, regular perception. Uh, no insight. Um, you notice the badger on his uh, hand isn't good. Like it, it seems a bit fraudulent. It's still brown it kind of badger, but it doesn't. You, you, you understand? Like it's like looking at someone's family crest and like noticing on stamp. All right, this isn't quite right. Like this isn't the usual stamp that they have. Do you say anything Mr. You Doc? Know fuck it. Dog? You
3: know what, fuck, it. <laughs> fuck it. Uh Colman actually like uh like gets up and just like start like uh, and starts like licking at the at the uh, at the tattoo. <laughs> tattoo it air quote.
1: Actually starts to come off and goes, I I a and like uh keeps it away, gives you a light tap, it doesn't hurt, just like a light tap on the head and goes, oh, "My, keep your dog away. I'm fucking up my tap. And he tries to hide his hand.
2: Well, do I, I do I see it coming off?
1: Yeah, it's fairly easy to see.
2: It seems like your tattoo artist wasn't the best. Right, or did you draw that a bit, on yourself?
1: Bit piece of shit, if you ask me. And he starts to look away and goes, right, right. Just keep it to yourself. What, what, what do you want to know?
2: Your word's safe with me. Look, my dog over here, he needs his collar. My kids are in a bad place and I want to make them safe. And Any information he, you can, give us and I'll keep your secrets safe. Does that sound
1: like a fair deal? Yeah, he leans in and goes, all right, I'm not one for kids being on the street selling this shit. And he leans in a bit closer and goes, all right, you keep this between us, my secret. And he looks at you and goes, uh, those kids, one of your kids, uh, you, you're dust, right? Yeah. The one Orphanage only. caretaker, yeah, yeah. And he looks down and goes, oh, I'm sorry to say, but... uh." as of last night when your kids aren't coming back and he just gives you a little space and stays quiet right right so the, the, the teens you, you're familiar uh Georgie and Andrea yeah you, you remember those two both those kids have been uh, making a bit of money on the streets for us acting as uh and he just clarifies coming in a little closer just saying look bruv I'm I'm not a part of this. Um, inside, take it out, alright? I'm undercover, as you can tell, and looks at the tat. Now, clear water and wild ones like to keep tabs on one another, but the only difference is we figured out the rat and our missed. They haven't figured out me. Now, he leans back a bit and goes, Geor- Georgie and Andrea, yeah, those two, they they're making killing on the streets, making a bit of cash, but unfortunately... Seems like your kids, they like to taste some numb tongue. Happens to the worst. We always tell them, don't be tasting it. Don't taste the produce. But unfortunately, your kids are a bit addicted to it. Now, George, good old Georgie, smart lad, took a big gumful when he figured out that, uh, when we figured out that a bit of uh, the cash was getting a little slimmer. He ate a bit of it and vanished like a phantom. Unfortunately, Your girl, she was all out. Managed to take her. Unfortunately, I'm not initiated enough to know where the headquarters are, but safe to say that she's no longer with us. Either sold as a slave or six feet under. It's hard to say. You're a bit late to the march, as they would say. And he doesn't meet your gaze, he just looks down and shakes his head. Bruv. I'd put a bit of spring in your step before they find Georgie. I
2: understand. Those were my kids. Maybe two. It was weather sold in slavery, six feet under. We gotta protect them all. They're not going to. And you're going to help. I know you're undercover. Better tattoo artist. It seems that yours is rubbing off a little bit. How about we get that fixed first? Do you have any artists in mind?
1: Mm. he, uh, shakes his head. If I had an in mind, it will not come off from a lick.
2: I brandished my claw. Got any ink? Mm.
1: mm. Just gives you a bit of a smile. He goes, all right, all right. Find a bit of, uh, brown ink, and we'll see what we can do. And, uh, basically how I want you guys to do this, he'll, uh, leave for a bit, come back, and he'll have a bit of ink. Make me a intelligence history check, uh, Cobalt can help by uh, giving you his bonus to add on to yours. So, uh, Cobalt, if you have history uh, as proficiency and any kind of modifier with uh, intelligence, tell me what it is and we can add it to Dust's roll. Uh, his, his, uh, his total to history, which is already an intelligence roll, is, uh, is a plus five. Plus five. So, Dust, whatever uh, proficiencies you have or modifier with uh, intelligence and history, Add that and plus five to your roll.
2: I got a plus zero.
1: Okay, so plus five to your roll. Oh, so as you're trying to recall exactly what the badger looks like, you just imitate his bad tattoo, but make it permanent. Right. Uh, I suppose as he's like once in pain and it's like reddish, I suppose it's better than wiping off, but it doesn't feel quite right. Uh, so so I understand.
2: You know what? This might hurt a bit. And I grab his arm. And I take my claw and swipe through the badger to maybe it got messed up when he was fighting.
1: Right, yeah. And he just gives a little bit of a yelp, takes about one point damage. He's like, alright, fuck, that fucking hurt. And uh, he looks at you, a little bit of blood trickling, and he uh, covers up the hand with a bit of bandage. A little bit of wrap. And uh, he goes, All right then, right. So, again, how do you suppose I help you without blowing my cover?
2: Well, what was your job?
1: Well, my job is uh, my job is to gather information and send it to the big man and uh, he offers a hand to you and says, I, right, my name's Earl. Uh, just want to make sure we on the same page. Well, y- your name's Dust, and uh, what's the name of uh, Yukogi over here?
2: Well, I gotta let you on to a secret. He's an exotic breed, so right, I've taught right. him a few tricks. He can talk.
1: Oh, really. And looks over, expecting him to talk. What's your name?
3: <laughs> like, does it in kind of like a, like a,
1: like a, like a barking, like, Come on! He jumps out of his chair and falls onto the ground. I was like, right, fuck. And he just, like, starts to stand up after being startled. And he like, all right, all right. And, um, uh, gives you a pet on the head. he goes, all right, then, um, where we start off? Like, those kids, they've been taken. Well, where are we going to go?
2: Where were they last?
1: Right. So, uh, and he points you to where Alphonse showed you last night, where it happened. But since you guys uh, took so long, you know, long rest, clearing out business with uh, clear water sailing and uh, going to the bleeding uh, barrel, a lot of things have happened in the meantime. Uh, specifically, I believe uh it was right here on the map, basically in the lower cum area. Yeah. Hold on one second. About right there, around that area within the slum. Basically, he they're in the very bad parts of the low cum area. Selling drugs to uh, the misfortunate uh, and poor. Basically making a worse situation even worse. So, he just uh, tells you the same information. and goes, right, I'm not sure how much you'll gain from it. Like, uh, what's done is done. But we could look it over, see if uh, anything got left.
2: What information are you seeking? Anything in particular?
1: Are you talking like to the person himself? Like, uh, what was he? Oh, you mean like uh, what his main job is? Um, yeah. he, he looks at you and goes, "All uh, right. So my job is to make sure we ain't taken by surprise. Obviously with, uh, my exact position and, uh, my undercover grandiose, uh, I feed in a bit of truth, a bit of lies, see where that takes them. Basically, try to make it seem as honest as possible while maintaining the higher moral ground. So, my job is to find as much as I can, feed as much as I can, and lie when I can.
2: And he's an orc, right? So rather yeah. tall.
1: Yeah. He uh, has a broken tooth. His name is Earl, and... uh You see, like, a little chunk of his ears taken out. Seems like he was good friends with uh, the guy who captured you. (laughs) And uh, just to clarify, like, uh, the Wild Ones, they're mainly uh, a gang of elves and uh, any kind of fake creature, if I wasn't clear about that, especially with uh, all the meetings you've had with uh, the game so far.
2: I look at Jax and ask them if we can trust this man.
1: He uh, looks over... Shakes his head and goes, I don't know. When it comes to gangs, especially Clearwater and the Wild Ones, I'd prefer to trust Clearwater. You know where their values are at. They like to make coin. They like to sell people. But when you realize where the coin leads, that's where their values lie. But when it comes to the Wild Ones, you ain't got a fucking clue. It could be as simple as power. It could be as simple as lust. It could be as simple as any other vice that any guy has. With them, it's more of a tangled cord. With clear water, you know it's a straight line leading to the coin. It's all up to you guys. But for me, I can't be seen with this guy.
2: I understand, Jax. Where will you be if we need you again?
1: You can find me on the streets. Don't worry. I'll see you. You see me. You need help? I'm there. I need help. I expect you to jump in.
2: Sounds good with me. Friends I'm going to trust
1: this guy. Yep. He just tells you friends go a long way on the streets. Scratch mine, I scratch yours. Give him a little smile to the first things you guys said to each other. All right. And walks out. Basically giving you guys, like, you know, peace, like two fingers in the air. Just going, adios. And walks out. So, what do you guys do with your new comrade, Earl? Well, Earl, do you have a backpack? He goes, all right, I got a knapsack. And basically, you know, it's like a burlap sack with a little, well, not exactly burlap for potatoes, but, you know, like a simple cloth bag with a rope around it. Right. We size? He looks at it and goes, right, cobalt size. But we don't got a cobalt, we just got a dog.
2: Oh, no. My little (laughs) cobalt here.
1: He's a fucking cobalt? (laughs) No, no, no.
2: I, I apologize. Sometimes my words get stuck between my whiskers. Mr. Cobalt, he loves to ride in backpacks. Would you be able to carry him around a bit?
1: Right. And he looks at you. Well, uh... And you told him his name, right? Cobalt. Oh, yeah. He barked it out. He goes... Yeah, he literally Bark. barked. Cobalt! Yep. <laughs> yep. He, uh, opens up the bag and goes, uh, Cobalt, if you want. Opens up the bag. Want to ride?
3: <laughs> Just, like, hops up, scurries into the bag, and then pokes his head out from the top. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Right, let's... This actually works out perfectly. And he uh, puts him on his back. He's like, right, if I get seen with you guys, I can say that I've been trying to grab uh, one of the few fuckers that uh, missed his uh, demise on the islands. And uh, he just keeps uh, Cobalt on the bag, giving him a little scratch behind the ears. All right, uh, what's, the, what's the word, boss man? And he looks at Cobalt for an answer. <laughs> Which I imagine like your like hands are slightly outside of the bag. And, like, you know, your head's just popped out everywhere else is, like, inside of the bag.
2: Can I whisper to Cobalt?
1: Yeah, go right ahead.
2: Cobalt, you remember your magic tricks? Are you able to make that tattoo a little fancier in case we run into anyone he knows?
3: Uh, Cobalt uh, nods his head.
1: (laughs) Right, right. Well, Uh, he walks out. And he's like, all right, come along with us, come along. And uh, you guys walk along the way. So first off, as you guys are walking, I want to see if anyone catches you. And again, I'm going to do 20% chance that uh, someone from the Wild Ones actually sees you guys walking about. So 1 through 20, or 1 through 21, bad. 22 to 100, good. Woo! Oh. Oh, dear. Yep. Now, after that, I'm going to make uh, one more roll, Now, I'm not going to tell you the specifics of. Okay. I think it's bad. Mm, could be, could be not. It's one and two. So, you guys got a 14 on your initial roll, so someone did see you, and with the secondary roll. <laughs> so, here's the thing. You see a bunch of kids. Oh, actually, hang on. Let me double check that. No, oh, second one's 14. Alright. So, uh, you actually see like a gnome, Tinkerer, working on a project in the stall and you wouldn't normally have gotten seen by uh you know a member of the gang but the guy like does extreme explosion from uh, like some project he's working on so like you guys are walking by imagine you guys hear a tick like and you just hear like time slow down a little bit everything turns monochromatic you guys slow down and you see like the gnomish tinker make one fuck up with his little gadget See like it causes a spark on whatever he's working on. And then like it combusts into a small like, you know, flame. Then suddenly expands into a huge explosion. You see his uh, head hit the wall, killing him instantly. While wow. the entire street with everyone who's on it makes a bit of a reflex save. So I'll uh, go right ahead, tell me if you get 13 or higher. And I guess your buddy will roll. All right, you're fine. Since
2: Cobalt's in the bag behind the dude, Shiny yeah up. oh he rolled a 21 so anyways. this is how it
1: works so basically how i imagine it is uh cobalt basically hit in the bag the moment he heard it and like the guy took a brunt of damage for him um thankfully you guys avoided 1d6 damage the guy takes about five so he's uh, a little hurt and it looks like it fucked up his hand a bit from uh the explosion alone and all the attention is around this area where this happened and uh can you guys do a check for me Like, uh, just... Oh, you guys have passive, right? So, 13. No. Unless you guys actively check the crowd, you don't see anything.
2: I'm gonna look around. A big old explosion.
1: Yeah. You can go right ahead. See what happens. It's just like,
3: kind of a what-the-fuck situation.
1: Yep. (laughs) Uh, you guys look around. Dust, you're completely focused on the gnome. Uh, Cobalt. Since you're on someone's back, you're looking the wrong direction. (laughs) But that actually helps you. Because you see, like, a guy... An alley come forward and uh, again he sees uh, a strange man that was recently initiated then he sees you a person who should be dead then he sees dust another person who should be dead then you know does the classic walking in then slowly backtracking out exactly how he walked so he's walking backwards into the alley then you hear like that followed by a few footsteps Is he running,
2: or is there like a group of footsteps?
1: Basically, you hear it's hard to tell, but Cobalt in particular, since he's so good trying to track people who piss themselves, you, uh, (laughs) you hear, like, uh, it start off as, you know, like a slight tap backwards like you'd see in a cartoon, followed by, like, a sprint. Then it's kind of drowned out by other people gathering around and see what's happening. You see a bit of smoke clearing the alley a bit, and ultimately, the gnomish inventor, Tinker, lays all over the place. Fingers, visceral meat, like, it's scattered. He's splattered, his head is broken open. You see, like, skin fallen off from his bone, and what's left of bone on his skull is just shattered. His one eye is good, but it's has, like, no skin covering it, so it's like a bulging eye. He's definitely dead. What do you guys do? Uh
3: Cobalt when he sees the uh uh like the one guy trying to like tiptoe his way out, like yep. uh, like points a paw question mark.
1: <laughs> huh. and just says, Batman! And then you see uh the orc Earl look back and goes, Oi fuck. Then uh goes out for a bit of a str- uh sprint with uh, Cobalt in hand. Dust uh do you uh stay with uh what's happened on the streets or do you fall them?
2: Is the guy who was tiptoeing still in sight?
1: Uh, he, you don't under, you don't see it anymore. Like the guy went to the alley, you just see like some random person you met running away with Cobalt, your friend. Cobalt, what did you say again? Oh yeah. You heard him say bad man. But, uh, again, I'm playing it off with your perception being so poorly that you're focused on that. I'm going to say you're a little, little tone deaf when he said that, like I, I would say the moment you start noticing things is when he just starts randomly running towards an alley. I'm just going to turn around and fall, though. Yep, yeah, so you start falling tail. ha <laughs> Funny joke. Uh... <laughs> eventually, like, uh, I'm not going to do another uh, skill challenge. Uh, you guys, uh... Eventually, catch up with them, and you see like Earl, like, put his hand around him, and go, Oi, so nice to meet you. How's it going, Frankie? He goes, Uh, Earl, I don't want any trouble. Right, right. You don't want any trouble. You're just, uh, running away. Why are you running away, boy? And he goes, Mike, I got no business with you. And he goes, Mike, don't be fucking calling me Mike. And he comes a little closer to him, just saying, Don't you ever fucking call me Mike. Uh, what do you do? I want to see where this goes with, um, Earl. Yeah. Uh, Cobalt, you do you do anything, or are you just gonna let this go?
3: So uh, you know what, like, uh, uh, Cobalt, like maybe just like leaning in, like leaning out of the back, like, but like, uh, 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 but maybe like leans in a bit too far and kind of like flops onto his back. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> goes right, right, and then Frankie looks at you, that uh, recently uh, flopping on his back, he goes, uh, right, my, what's up with the the little dog that you got in the burlap sack? Wasn't that uh, supposed to be? Then he looks over at Dust and he's like, What not supposed both those supposed to be uh, disposed of on the island in the mist?" And uh, you see the Orc Earl just furrow his brow and go, "Right, like I told you once." Then grabs his hand and just slowly crushes it while he's twisting it. Well, I say about call me might, all right, brother? And just you just hear it just snap. He's like, "Ah!" fuck and he's just like nursing it while you know the orc is still putting his hand you know just uh keep in mind this guy's a bit elvish i would say like he's more on the your scrawn- uh, size more of a roguish type and uh he goes right so what are you gonna tell the boss man and he goes you know i can't lie to him or i can't it's <laughs> just like fuck a little intimidated but uh he just tells him straight out right i'm willing to lose like few arms, fingers, even toes. I can't, I can't not tell him. You understand what I mean, Mike, right? And he quickly shuts himself up after he's said made again and goes, just tisking. And goes, right, seems like you have a lot. Then, you know, just gives him proper punch right in the stomach. And the guy goes, ugh, fuck, blimey. And like the other guy just goes, right, so what are you going to be telling So I'm going to roll intimidation with uh, what Earl's doing. We'll do it with a bandage since he's fucked him up pretty bad. And I guess I'll do like a saving throw for the guy. Yeah, he's pretty intimidating with a uh, fucked up hand and uh, with uh, his stomach. And he goes and leans in. Right. And whispers to him, I'll give you a bit of coin. But let me tell you, you go flapping your tongue and it'll come right off. And he just... Like, holds like a little dagger. Says, you follow Mike? And he goes, right, Mike. Then he gives him another punch in the stomach for calling him mate. Right, fuck off then. And just gives him a little kick on the trousers. And looks at you, Dust, and says, sorry about that. Taking care of a bit of a uh, leak. Patching it up. Right, uh keep going?
2: Let's keep on going as long as you feel uh, he's not going to tell on you.
1: Right, he knows better. And as he's walking around, and he goes, he's telling me a bit about Frankie. He's like, uh, that boy has had a bit of a weak stomach ever since I joined. And he goes on to say, like, you know, how much of a little coward he is. Again, like most people that join gangs, specifically in this town, it's just a lot of weaklings or a lot of people we want to survive and feel strong in numbers because individually they're weak. And he goes in and say, yeah, he's... Just breaking his back to support the top. Uh, we all feel the same. We're all so weak. But let me tell you this. And he looks at his biceps. Just very proud. A um, bit stronger than the bunch. I can tell. Huh? And
2: I would like to um uh, follow him to our destination.
1: Anything uh, Cobalt's thinking about this entire time or wants to be doing? I just want to
3: imagine just like during this, what I want to call intimidation, like... Uh... He is, he is like he has found himself like in a corner, just like a saucers wide-eyed as he's watching, watching Earl like break break this man's hand in front of him, <laughs> punching him. It's just like, like Col-
1: just thinking to himself like, Cobalt has a big but also scary friend. Yep, and he just gives you a light pat on the head, like as you know. I assume he shivered a, f- a couple times. Like, all right, don't be worried about that cold boy. Just. <laughs> He likes you enough to give you a nickname. Just call me Cole Boy. Um, probably probably just like puts it back in the bag like nothing yeah. happened. And then <laughs> yeah. Yep. And as you guys are walking along the dirt path, gets a little stankier. You see like a lot of uh, laundry lines, if you understand what I mean. Like uh, lines going building to building with a lot of clothes. You see that people go from having regular clothes, albeit a bit dirty, in the other slums. Now it's all tattered, horribly patched up, and people look like they are slowly starving and they're malnourished as you're going along you see a few people uh taking big swa uh, swags from like uh you know bottles of ale and you go down to the alleyway where everything supposedly happened and as you go down you see that earl stop dead in his tracks and goes oh fuck and we'll end it
0: this has been house common blood the intro music by white sand promise and the outro music by Derek curtis time's up any music and sound effects used in this episode are royalty free credits can be found in the episode description please review us on whatever podcast listening app you happen to be using and if you like us tell other people word of mouth is the best way for us to grow thank you for joining us the couple the good master?